Welcome back to Legacy, a mom podcast. I'm Tina. I'm so glad you're here with us today. We are all leaving a legacy. Have you thought about yours? That's what my daughter, Britt, and I want to talk about. And uh, how you doing, Britt? Good. That's good. I'm headed to your house tomorrow. I'm so excited. And then you're having a snowstorm and I haven't like had any (laughs) snow this year. So (laughs) here we <laughs> We're just gonna batten down the hatches and I know. In. five to eight inches. Yeah, if crazy. we if we get that. Yeah. They're, they're just always all over the map with their projections. I don't even know what to believe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. It'll be my yeah. first snowstorm of the year, and it's almost March. I know. This week, we want to talk to you guys about this whole idea of uh, freedom, healing, healing from your past. So for me, when I talk about freedom, what I'm talking about is really the confession of sin in my life, Mm -hmm. being able to recognize what that sin is and then confess it, pray through it. And outside of leading you guys to Christ, this has probably been the biggest legacy changer for me Mm -hmm. is being able to walk in freedom and victory. And, you know, you and I were talking about this that somewhere I read, I think it was Neil Anderson that said this, but I'm not 100% sure that like maybe five to 6% of the Christian community actually walks in freedom. That's so, that's crazy. It's sad. It's sad to me because see, basically the way I look at it is when I came to know Jesus as my savior, I brought a whole bunch of luggage with me into this Christian Mm -hmm. experience that was from the world from, you know, before I became a believer. And I, and I, I carried that luggage around for a lot of years before I realized that I was actually carrying it, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, I, there's this deception and I believed it that, you know, you become a Christian and the Bible. Bible says you're a new creation. You are mm-hmm. a new creation, but you're a new creation that brought some luggage with you into this experience. Right. Freedom is really just unpacking that. So for me, the very first time I prayed through a sin issue, I was with Aunt Patty. We were talking on the phone and there was some stuff going on in my life. It was a really rough time in my life. And I just remember saying to her, you know what? I can't live like this anymore. This is just so hard. Yeah. And she said to me, you know, Tina, you need to confess your control, fear, and unbelief. Mm -hmm. Those words came out of her mouth and pierced my heart. Mm -hmm. I just remember it hitting me so hard, like, wow, that's sin, the control and the fear and the unbelief. And they all worked off each other. So people who like to control usually are fearful people. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm not saying all the time, but They're fearful and they're fearful because they don't believe. They don't believe the truth of the word of God. And so once I confess that as sin, it wasn't like I didn't wrestle with it again. It was that I recognized it and Mm -hmm. I could make the choice not to go there anymore. Right. That for me was a boatload of freedom. But I know for you recently, God just revealed stuff to you that you were able to pray through. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of freedom in that. I've worked through, gosh, so much throughout the past, I don't even know how many years, several, several years. But just to dial it back to kind of what you said with the deception of being made new, it is sad to me because a lot of believers truly believe that this is normal that because you follow Jesus, like this is a normal way to live, but it's not. There's freedom in Jesus and there's healing in Jesus. And you don't 
have to walk around carrying all this weight, the weight of your all your past sins and your hurt from your past. You don't have to live like that. Going back to the basics, sin is the ultimate sickness because sin is destroying us at our core, at our soul. And sin affects our physical, mental, social, and moral well-being. And ultimately, sin has eternal consequences. But Jesus... But Jesus, but Jesus died for us so that we can be healed in him and restore our relationship with God. To heal from our transgressions, we have to first start with repentance, like you said, because ultimately when we sin, our offense is against God. Mm-hmm. The thing with repentance is that repentance requires confession accompanied by contrition. It's knowing and understanding that you've sinned against a holy God and having true remorse for what you've done. It's coming from a place of brokenness, broken for for what you you what you've done and a truly contrite heart. So I think when you finally get to that place, then you go to God and you release it to him and you've been forgiven. But sometimes because I've experienced this is Yes, I've been forgiven and that's been taken care of on on that end. But at the same time, I don't feel like I've been truly healed. Yeah. So we have to remember that just because we've been set free doesn't mean we've fully healed from our sin and the hurt that and the pain that that caused or things that we've walked through that have hurt us in the past. And part of our healing that I've come to learn is it comes through confession and community with other believers. Mm. And what I've come to realize is that so it takes confessing to another trusted believer to know exactly what to pray through in order to really heal. And not to mention, we also need those prayers from other believers. You know, I've made some major mistakes in my life, major mistakes. Once I got to that place of being broken and just in tears about it, mm-hmm. the first thing I did was pick up the phone and called. Well, first I called you because I just <laughs> tell you everything, <laughs> which I love. One time in particular, you had just pointed me to your best friend who we I was raised with my whole entire life, Aunt Patty. And she, very, very wise woman, Mm -hmm. um, was able to pray me through specific parts of sin and areas in my life that I wouldn't have ever known to pray through had I not talked to her. Sometimes we need that wisdom and understanding from another believer in order to know what to pray. I I literally was just so broken and lost that I just didn't know what to say. Part of that with Aunt Patty is I could point you to her because I knew she had walked through some of the same things. Mm -hmm. And when we know people have walked through certain situations, we can go to them and say, okay, I know you've dealt with this. Mm -hmm. What luggage am I carrying around? Help me to see it. Because when you can pinpoint the exact sin that you're dealing with, then you're shooting at a target instead of generalizations. You're hitting a bullseye. You are. And I'm going to link up here in the show notes. There's this handout. It's a freebie over on the website, Raising Kids on Your Knees. 
and it's called a glossary for identifying sin areas. So I call it spiritual triage. So mm-hmm. it'll have like a sin issue, say anger, and it'll give you what that looks like, how that plays out in your life. So it mm-hmm. has, a, it's not, it's not all inclusive, but it has a lot of the biggies right. on it. And, and you can see, you know, I always say, if you download that, it, don't let the enemy tell you that you have every single one of those on the page, just deal with mm-hmm. whatever God puts on your plate. But one of the things that you were talking about with healing is when we go before the Lord with some sin that we've dealt with, it really doesn't heal until it's hit the emotional core. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the other thing. I just, you just reminded me that I, it's so important to to note too, that I've recently just realized and <laughs> walked through is when I don't confess, and I'm not saying maybe like every tiny, tiny little detail, like, I don't know, like a sin I've committed today that I just, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's yeah. like the big things that really damaged you. When I don't confess to someone else, it's like I'm still holding on to this thing from my past. And when I confess and talk to somebody about it, I then like let go of it and I can really grieve. I can grieve the pain that that sin has caused. And sometimes it's like you said, it's that hitting that emotional core and being able to just grieve. And then afterwards, it's just like all this weight is lifted. And I just felt like at that point I had truly been healed. Yeah. The enemy loves to keep things in the dark too. And when you bring Mm -hmm. them out in the open and confess them, it says in James, fess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. And it also is an accountability thing, but there's been times like recently when you called me and said, I got to deal with this. And I've said, you know what? I don't need to know the details. Just give me a high level because I don't need to know the details. You know, there's something to be said about that vulnerability. And and we're seeing that. That's what we're seeing, you know, as people are. Um, going through this awakening that the Holy Spirit is doing right now, that people are confessing their sin, mm-hmm. you know, out loud and to one another. And I'm not saying you have to stand up in the congregation and confess all your dirty laundry, but right, it is right. good to find a friend that you mm-hmm. can trust and that you can pray with. Yeah. And pray, you know, and ask for, yes, God for forgiveness, you know, and yeah. realize that, it, like you said, it, it is Him that we're sinning against, but there's other people a lot of times that are living the consequences of our poor choices. And sometimes there is an A, which is going to God. And then there's a B, I need to go back to this person Mm -hmm. and ask for forgiveness. And here's, here's the thing with that, because people always ask me, like, how do I confess every sin? Like if I've been angry with somebody, but they didn't know it, do I go say, I was really angry with you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No. The other person doesn't know about it, then you don't need to go to them. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Like tiny, tiny little like Yeah. Yeah. I was angry at someone today. They but they didn't know I was angry. So right. like, yeah. 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 And so if they don't even know anything about it, please don't go open that Pandora's box because yeah. they don't need to know. Just choose right. forgiveness and move on. So, but there is something to be said about being able to walk in that level of freedom. I mean, oh yeah, there's a joy and a peace, and it's so much mm-hmm. easier to hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and like you said, Jesus Christ came to set us free from this stuff. He came, he came to break the slavery of sin over us. We don't have to walk in our sin. Yeah, and if there's something that's slamming you to the ground eight out of ten times, then you need to talk to somebody about that. 
there's yeah. something going on there that you don't have control over it. Your flesh right. is in control. You want to be able to walk free, but the freedom in that, because I just had some of my leaders here for a weekend leadership training, and we did some of this walking through like forgiveness issues together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And one of the girls, it's just been such a delight to watch her walk in this freedom because she's like, whoa, like I didn't even know this existed. And, yeah. you know, she'll text me and she'll be like, I heard this voice in my head, which by the way, is usually first person you, that's how the enemy whispers in your ear. He makes it, mm-hmm. he makes you think it's your thought. Yeah. And she said, you know, the enemy just came at me with these thoughts that would have leveled me a month ago. And yeah. I recognized them as a lie. And I was able to say, I reject that in the name of Jesus. And this is the truth and all of that. And like, that's freedom. Yeah. That's freedom. Yeah. It's that ability to fight in the spiritual realm and right. um, to say, no, I'm not, I'm not going there anymore. Yeah. And it's when you've, when you've dealt with your sin and, and you've, you've been set free from that, that all those barriers that have been between you and Jesus all these years mm-hmm. are now broken down. And now, and I picture this, all these like tiny little like layers, you know, those like one of those layer cakes that are like super, super thin layers. Yeah. I don't remember what they're called. And like those, all those layers, like built, 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 built. And then when you've dealt with all of your, your past sin, all your transgressions and all of that comes crumbling down. Then you're just staring Jesus in the face (laughs) and you're like freedom. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's like a whole other, you can't even explain. I almost, I've described it as like layers of an onion. You know, it, yeah. it, it comes off in layers like control, fear, and unbelief for the big ones for me. But yeah. underneath that there's pride. And then there's, um, I don't know, there's, there's always some pride's always a part of it. It seems oh, like always. we all struggle with that. But, you know, when you talk about this whole idea of freedom, God began working in me when you were two or three. And yeah. as he continued to set me free, which by the way, we're not going to be hundred percent free this side of heaven. So just, mm-hmm. you know, once you start this journey, just understand that you're always going to be dealing with some, it's just not quite as often. I feel like in the very beginning, I was talking to Patty, like every other day, like I need to deal yeah. with, you know, and now it's, few, it's fewer and it's deeper levels actually now yeah, and stuff. Right. But as you, as a mom begin to deal with those sin issues in your own life. Number one, if you've got younger kids in your house, you're going to start recognizing them and your children because the apples don't fall far from the tree. Right. You know, and a lot of times, you know, I, I recognize what you were struggling with because I had struggled with it. And that's Mm -hmm. what, you know, I call generational sin in that we pass these things down to our kids. Mm -hmm. That's in Exodus, you know, where he says, I punished to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but Mm -hmm. blessed to a thousand generations, those who love me and keep Mm -hmm. my commands. And that's the key. It's loving Jesus and keeping short sin accounts and heeding those checks in your spirit and being in the word of God. And the more you are in the word of God, the more it's like a mirror in your face of, oh, I don't, I, I just read that. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And mm-hmm. that is like, a, it, I go, oh, wait, I said some ni- not nice things. 
today. Yeah. You know, and I have to get in my prayer closet and confess those sins. And yeah, because sin, just like it did in the garden, it separates us from God. It's what you were saying. And the more I confess sin, the less separated I am. Yeah. And it was like you said, when you were going back, this is something you always tell me is that the more with the generational sin, the more you deal with, the less you leave your children to deal with. Yes. So when you walk in freedom through any of your sin and any of your baggage that you've carried into relationship with Christ, then it's freedom for your kids too. Your kids don't have to deal with all of that baggage. I'm not saying they'll never have anything to deal with. I'm just saying you don't pass all of that down to them. Yeah, they're not as predisposed to certain things. So it's interesting. There's eight years between you and Mark and Zach and Carlene. God had done so much work of healing in my life between the two sets of Mm -hmm. you kids, because there's like two generations. Yeah. Uh, Zach and Carlene were actually much freer when I had them. They, They didn't have as much, not listen, like we've shared before, all of you have gone off the rails. They were definitely different kids, much happier. They were, they were just freer kids. I don't even know how to say that, but even in that, like when you and Mark were little, I was able to pray with you through stuff. Yeah. You know, things that I recognize as generational things. Mm -hmm. And, and I would simply ask you guys, do you want to live like that? And you'd be like, no mommy. And I'm like, do you want Jesus to take that away? (laughs) As you used to say, oh my gosh. And I used to roll my eyes like crazy. But now I think back on it, I'm like, man, I'm glad she said that all the time. You always looked at me all the time and said, you can be free from that. You can be free from that. You, I mean, daily. <laughs> like that was your line. I like back on it. I'm like, you know, as much as I rolled my eyes at you and as much as I hated it in that moment, I could not be more grateful for you just constantly telling me that because I grew up knowing that I can be free. And so many people don't grow up knowing that there's freedom in Jesus, that it's just a salvation thing, that it's just, you know, he came and died for living for eternity, but that's not, that's not the end of it. It's so that you could live in freedom here on earth too. Right. So now I'm like, you know what? Legacy. I'm going to go ahead and start saying that my kids <laughs> when they grow old. When they're here walking around middle school, elementary school, high school, and I start saying that and I get the eye rolls, I'm at least I'm going to know that they're going to grow up knowing that they know that they can be free from their baggage. Yeah. Well, what I was saying, it's when you guys were smaller, when you were more malleable, you know, in heaven's economy, parents have spiritual authority over their kids. So it's really them submitting to your authority because it says in Ephesians, children submit your, submit your parents. I can't, I'm trying to quote this. I can't even quote it. But um, anyway, and so you guys would say, yeah, I want Jesus to take that away. And I would lead you in a prayer, simple prayer of confession of that sin. And Jesus would set you guys free. And it was, it was so easy. I, I love to coach parents on how to walk their children through sin issues like that, because it's so easy. Kids are easy. easy. They're so easy. Yeah. And then when they get to like, I don't know, the end of or the middle of elementary school, I think. And then all the way up through high school, they, then they start rolling their eyes. <laughs> Whatever, mom. But anyway, <laughs> they'll come back around. There's freedom. There's freedom. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brittany. You're like, give us all so much hope. Like, yes, they'll, they'll come back. They'll come back. Don't just, worry. Just 
just live the truth. Just speak truth. That's you don't. It's not just don't overcomplicate it as a parent. Don't. There's it, that's really that simple. God made it simple. And don't be afraid to call your kids out, like call their sin out. Like that's being yeah. rebellious or you need to be obedient or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, if you want to hear more on that, listen to how to mama without drama. Cause uh, oh, Nellie Westby will, yeah, she's free parenting advice over there. So anyway, with that, Brett, would you like to close us in prayer today? Yes. Heavenly father, Lord, I just thank you for this time that we had together. Lord, I thank you for all these listeners. I pray Lord God, that you would just show every single listener, speak to them that they can be set free, that they don't have to live bound to their sin and to their past, Lord, that they can be free from it all, that they don't have to live in fear and worry and control and whatever it is. They, they don't have to live like that, Lord, that there's freedom in you. There's healing, Lord. I pray that you would reveal that to each and every listener and that they would pursue freedom and healing through you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.